0: It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is
1: RSN 927's Off The Leash.
0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Off The Leash. Trent mason out with you on this Wednesday morning. Joining me from GRVs. Molly Haynes. G'day, Molly. How are you? I'm good.
1: How are
0: you, Trent? I'm very well, thanks. No Andrew Copley this morning, but the show must go on. Gee, Molly, what a big week it's been. We've had the Geelong Cup on Friday night, Saturday night at the Meadows, the Top Gun, Top Gun Stays and the Hume Cup. It has all been happening.
1: Oh, it has. Look, I think we say most weeks how big it's been, but this week was just something different, and I think you can tell by my voice that it it certainly got me.
0: And Silver Bullet coming up on Cup Eve as well, so plenty to to come in the world of greyhound racing. Great story earlier in the week, Uh, Molly. We'll play the replay first, and then we'll talk about it.
1: And away... Walk and the walk from the inside, jump well and the favourite straight through to lead, settling over Zoena's legacy out fast, Symphonic Gold, and they're followed by Midnight Marzi getting right through on the inside. She's threatening danger, followed then by dashing Dino. A break, Leopard's Town viewing and last Dr. Eleonora. as they wheel. It's walk and the walk, the leader. Gave a bit of a kick. Two and a half to midnight. Marzi, it's walking the walk, clear up the straight. What a fairy tale this. Walk and the walk for Matty Height, Won it by a length, Dashing Dino. Third the inside, Leopard's Town
0: you <laughs> Great call there from James Vandermart. And that was Walk in the Walk winning for trainer Matt Hyde. It's his first race back after having a stroke. This is sensational Molly.
1: It sure is. Look I still can't get the smile off my face after listening to that call of James. He really captured the moment. I mean we had Matt on the show in July to talk about his journey. He was in the police force. He, he had a stroke on Father's Day a couple of years ago and he spoke about his journey to recovery and how it's been made that little bit easier thanks to his greyhounds. He was even on um, a local news station um, talking about this and I think the whole community has got behind um, behind Maddie and James got on the phone to me last night after this race was run. He's like, I'm doing a story, <laughs> it's happening and you're putting it up and look, we've had... You know, great congratulations for Maddie, and we could not be happier. He owns trains and bred Walk in the Walk. Um, he also trained Walk in the Walk's mother, Classy Caitlin. So the whole the whole situation is just fantastic, and we couldn't be happier for him.
0: Certainly is that was Walk in the Walk winning at Warrigal Race Number Five on Monday. All right, let's talk about the Great Chase. Uh, it was remiss of me not to mention the Great Chase off the top of the show. We had that as well. So so busy as the. Uh, has it been in greyhound racing? We had the second reserve, Go Commando, not only claiming the prize, uh, which was forty worth forty seven thousand dollars to the winner, but he also won ten thousand 000- dollars for a local disability group at the Meadows.
1: He sure did. It was the Broad Meadows Disability Services and they were, like you said, the lucky recipients of $10,000 thanks to the Great Chase initiative. And it certainly wasn't expected. Like you said, Go Commando was the reserve heading into the race for the Sharp Kennel and he won at the odds of $24. He jumped from box number seven with the the withdrawal of Reed Star. He got the perfect card across to the fence thanks to Johnny Wishbone and he was able to lead all the way in the group three great chase for the sharp kennel but I really liked the run of charmed and taken for Ashley Terry of course it's the Barsha Bale father of mine litter we speak about this litter most weeks because they truly are fantastic he was knocked out of the boxes he was held wide but he still ran on for a really strong second
0: all right, and we had the Geelong Cup on Friday night. It was a tremendous field, and it was the race of the week for mine. Asta just an absolute star on the rise this dog. I thought Orson Allen was home. It was a great duel up the straight, and uh, no joy for Corey Grenfell. he we'll get that group race eventually, but uh, Asta a worthy winner.
1: Oh, he sure was. He paid $5.90 for the Group 2 Pet Panel's Geelong Gold Cup win. And look, I was only saying to my partner um, before, after the race that he's kind of a dog that's always going to go, well, not always, but he'll go around and he'll win at bigger odds because he is that little bit unreliable out of the boxes and there's just so much that can go wrong in a race that can stop a dog like Aston Kometo from winning. But... How good was his Geelong Cup win? He um, it's he was his second group race in 15 career starts, if you don't mind, after winning the Group 3 Warrigal sent St. Ledger in similar fashion. He also won that at $8.90. Um, like you mentioned, Orson Allen finished second, and Wise Ricardo rounded out the placings. I spoke to Jason Thompson after the Geelong Cup, and I really agreed with him, you know, what he was saying. He said that Aston Commedo showed really great field sense, and it's something he didn't do in his St. Ledger win. Win. he was looking for the fence in his saint ledger win he was doing anything he possibly could to get there but on friday night he maneuvered his way around and he just showed how good he is and i am so excited to see what this greyhound can do in the future
0: and out of that uh, tremendous bitch how uh, sweet it is so uh, good to see that so we also had the oaks and derby at geelong on friday night the oaks went the way of the jeff britton train mapunga bella he stuck to the rail from Box 1 to run down litter system of Punga Pru. And pure white evil for Ashley Terry claimed all-the-way win in the derby. Another Bar Shabal, father of mine, feature win. It's just ridiculous how good this litter is. Uh, let's talk about the top gun from Saturday night, the tab top gun at the Meadows. What a weekend for the Thompson Kennel. First, the Geelong Cup on Friday night with Aston Cometto. And 24 hours later, uh, later, poke the bear made it two group wins in as many nights for the kennel.
1: And poke the bear didn't do it easy either. Just like Aston, all, well, not as not as dramatic as um Aston Cometto, but he jumped in fourth position, which which left Top Gun last year's Top Gun winner, I should say, Uphill Jill, with a clear lead over Dinah Paddy heading into that first corner. But poke the bear was able to sit behind the two before powering away to win his first group one. And you have to me- mention Hasten Slowly in this. Another huge uh, second placing in a group one for this dog. But, look, it's taken um, Poke the Bear... Oh, I spoke to, I should say, I spoke to um, Poke the Bear's owner and breeder, Darren Pulio following the race, and he truly was lost for words. It's taken him and his father, Michael, many years to get their breeding lines right, and I think it's fair to say they really have got it spot on with this Fernando Bale, Nicky Fields litter. Now, just a couple of, uh, oh, I suppose, an honour roll for this litter... So far, they've won the Group One Top Gun, Group Two Terrelgan Cup, Group One Silver Chief, Group Two McKenna Memorial, and of course the Group One National Derby. That's out of the, all all one lineup.
0: Yeah, it's a that's a handy lineup. It sure is.
1: And look, there's still more to come. These yeah. dogs certainly aren't close to retirement.
0: And we had the Top Gun stays as well. And a bit of a surprise here with the, the Queenslander for Raymond Berman, Champagne Sally. I remember seeing her when I was doing a bit of work up in Brisbane during the winter for their big carnival up there and she was taking on Tornado Tears and Rippin' and Sam and, and competing at a really good level. And uh, she caused a bit of a surprise winning the Group Two uh, Top Gun Stayers. Smite. She
1: sure did. Look, I think that she made owner trader and breeder Ray Berman and his wife Mary the happiest people alive after her win on Saturday night. She led from start to finish over the 525 meter distance, and again another big big odds, twenty seven dollars and sixty cents for the Group Two win over pre race favorite Poco Dorado and Ebby Ripper. The Top Gun Stayers win was Champagne Sally's 26 win from 84 starts. She's now won more than two hundred and thirty thousand in prize money, but also just to add to a Group Two win on the night, Ray and Mary celebrated a family double, which included Champagne Sally's, of course, her Group Two win, and her litter sister Magic Hornet claiming a heat of the Hume Cup.
0: Speaking of the Hume Cup, the Trelawgan track record holder Neo Cleo has been stalled the three dollar thirty favourite in Monday night's Group One Hume Cup, which will be run at the Meadows, despite being defeated in her heat.
1: Yes, the um, odds, I think you've got the box draw and the odds for the Group 1 Hume Cup I do run at the Meadows.
0: Yeah, we've got the box draw here. So off the red, Zipping Bailey at $4.40. Number two, Magic Horn at $4.60. Three is Diner Yezar at $26. 4 Neo Cleo, the favourite, as we mentioned, $3.30. Five, Not Available, that just keeps running well at $6. 6 Lila Bale, $4.20. Seven is Black Impala at $7. 8 Gateway to Eden, 34 Reserves, nine, Diner Dean, 6 and 10, Dinah Zesty at $12. That's a tremendous field.
1: It sure is. Look, I feel like I'm a little bit silly in saying I really like the chances of Dinah Yezza. $26, I think that is huge odds, but Lila Bell, um, I think, is also a very good shot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tremendous race. All right, Molly, plenty to get through. Up next, we're going to have a chat to Shona Thompson.
1: It's RSN 927's Off The Leash.
0: Joining us this morning on Off the Leash to talk about her kennel success over the weekend is Shona Thompson. G'day, Shona. How are you?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks, Trent.
0: What a weekend it was uh, for the Thompson Kennel. Before we get on to uh, some of the, the bigger name winners, one dog I am absolutely in love with at the moment, this star on the rise, Black Opium. Gee, she's exciting, Shona. Yeah,
2: I'm in love with her too. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I don't think we exactly know how good she is yet. She's, um, she's only a baby, only 19 months of age and... I've said a couple of times in the past week she really doesn't know what it's all about. It's, it's all fun and you know she's just loving going to the track and, and learning as she's going. So yeah, very excited to see what lies ahead for her.
0: The news came through early in the week that we were all waiting for that you're throwing her in the Melbourne Cup. It must have been a tough decision. She, she is only lightly raced and very young, five starts, and she's going to be taking on the likes of these experienced campaigners in Poke the Bear. Was it a tough decision?
2: Uh, probably after Bendigo, we were going to head towards Sandown, um, and that restricted win, heat and final came up at the right time for her, um, where she's sort of, you know, against dogs at the same sort of stage as what she is, even though they're a bit older than her, um, she's just a baby, but that was good experience for her and she's missed it, you know, the two starts she's had at Sandown, she's missed it, but, um, she's still ran, I think, best of, best of night both, on both occasions and, and still turning out good splits even though she has missed the start, so, Getting through those two runs at down sort of made it perfectly clear that that's the, that's the way
1: we need to head with her. Now, Shona, it's Molly here. Another young star I want to talk about is Aston Cometto and his Geelong Cup win on Friday night. Punter's didn't have much faith in him being a $5 chance. I'd say it's probably because of his lack of early, spa, uh, early pace as well as a short 460-metre distance. But, boy, didn't he prove them wrong. Yeah, he sure did. I think, um, someone actually told me that they were still betting
2: $13 on Thursday. So I know it was $13 before the heat, but, um, yeah, I've had a couple of people tell me that the day before the cut they were still betting $13 and I couldn't believe that. I, I thought, you know, in all fairness, he was probably a three or $4 chance. Um, yeah, no one denies the dog's ability, but the, the lack of early pace and over the 460, like you say, um, probably on paper didn't look ideal, but, uh, I think, you know, he, he did it the tough way, but, he definitely showed that that he's definitely group quality in the future.
1: He sure did. Now, you didn't actually get to watch this race live, did you? In fact, you found out through a text (laughs) message that you'd won the Geelong Cup. Yeah, no, I actually
2: uh, was mother of the year for the night and took the girls to the Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) uh, Yeah, not not very good reception inside Marble Stadium, unfortunately. And did manage to get the race up halfway down the straight. It paused. um, And he was sitting about third or fourth on the outside and I'm thinking surely from there, you know, he's, he's got to be a good hope and the first text I got was it's a photo and uh,
1: so,
2: yeah, sitting on the edge of my seat waiting and then the next one I got was that he got there so it was very exciting.
1: Yes, it would have it would have been. Now, Jason said to me after the race that he thought this was Aston cometo's best win to date and that he's really starting to mature as a race dog. Are you along the same lines of thought? Yeah, yeah, definitely and we've sort of thought all along with him that,
2: you know, in trials, he has begun. So it's not that he can't do it. He's just not doing it in races. So sort of hoping, you know, get 20 runs under the belt and it might all click. And I think, uh, you know, if he can start to come out... Um you know, he's definitely a
1: serious dog. Oh, definitely. Now, um, hopefully up next the shootout, I believe, at Sandown Park for Aston Cometo, which will mean a slight step up in distance from his Geelong Cup, he, oh, Geelong Cup win. Are you looking forward to having him back over the five hundred, where he started his career?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: he will step up in,
2: in distance. As we go along, but there's no plan in the immediate future to get him over further than the 500. Um, you know, we'll try and keep him there. Like, like you said earlier, he's only a young dog. Um, clearly, his, his breeding is that he is bred to stay, uh, with his mum being one of the best stayers that we saw for, for quite some time. So, um, yeah, he's definitely got the breeding that he will go further. But for now, with you know the big races. Uh, that lie ahead, definitely be uh, yeah heading towards the, the Melbourne Cup with him and, and sticking around the
1: 500-metre mark. Absolutely. Look, I really can't wait to see him over more ground, but I won't push you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about Poke the Bear and his Top Gun win? I mean, heading into the race, I know I've referred to this a couple of times, but I think it's a huge testament to this dog. You referred to him as a superstar in your eyes, and he proved to everyone on Saturday night that he is exactly that.
2: Yeah, look, I've thought he was a superstar since early in the year and actually just worked out that it's almost 12 months since he had his first start in our kennel and I think he's had about 40 starts since he's been here and, you know, every single one of them, there's not one run I could look at and say, you know, he didn't give his all or, you know, he, he wasn't 100%. You know, every single start this dog has, he's, you know, he, he tries his hardest and he's just a beautiful animal and, yeah, I think his Tirolgon Cup win, I've, I've sort of said this dog is definitely a star and we've had a few group races along the way and I think he was really unlucky in the Million Dollar Chase. Um, you know, he was just getting into a nice spot and that first turn at Wenty, you know, you generally close your eyes there and unfortunately he got dragged down and I thought he was a huge run, probably the run of the race to still run fourth on the night and you know, I was really looking forward to going into the top gun but not looking forward to box six, uh, just didn't know what was
1: going to come of that but... Uh, I think he he definitely showed what he's capable of on Saturday. He sure did. Now, Melbourne Cup bound for Poke the Bear? Yes. At this stage, probably
2: head towards the Silver Bullet at the Meadows. Um, There's been a fair bit of talk about him with the shootout, but trying to sort of separate them a little bit and he does really love it at the Meadows. I think he's had 10 starts at the Meadows now and um, he goes really, really, really well there. So um, To go to the shootout and then into the Melbourne Cup is a pretty big ask on, um, on dogs, so probably head towards the Silver Bullet with him and then head to the Melbourne Cup
1: after that. Fantastic. Now, one last question. You also have some news about Poke the Bear's litter brother out of range.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately he's uh, sustained an injury. He's he's hurt a stopper and uh, won't be racing again. So um, And he, he's won three group races. He yeah, probably hasn't had the limelight, you know, his name up in stars like Poke the Bear. They're different sort of dogs, but he has won three group races. And... Um, unlike Poke the Bear, he does have the ability to go to studs. So um, unfortunately for breeders, and I've had so many calls asking when they'll be able to use Poke the Bear and the answer is that's never. So um, we're yeah, going to give out of range a go. I'm just actually waiting for his DNA to come back and he should be available within a week or two. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be standing him here at Awesome
1: Lodge. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing what Out of Range can produce. And, look, I was one of those very upset people to hear that Poke the Bear couldn't um, go on to have a stud career. But um, what will be, will be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. And I'm sure he'll um, he'll have a lovely
2: life in the in the very distant future, I hope, of, of being a pet. But for now, uh, we'll be racing on for quite some time with him.
0: Well said. Shona. thanks so much for joining us this morning. Best of luck with the team.
2: No worries at all. Thank you so much. It's
1: RSN 927s off the leash.
0: Great to catch up with Shona Thompson. Molly, time now to have a look at the watchdog service, which has been tipping winners left, right and centre.
1: It sure has. I've got a couple of nice juicy odds For you this morning, now on Monday, Harry's My Name, trained by Mick Carter, won a heat of the Northern Districts Cup at Shepparton, and he was tipped by the watchdog, paying a staggering $5.20. Now, just a little side note, the Northern Districts Cup is a group-listed restricted race, which will be run on Saturday night at Shepparton, but I've got one more nice odds for you Um, It's Ballarat on Monday. The Watchdog tip Molly Capper to win for Brooke Berry and she got up paying a nice $9.10 in her 101st career start.
0: Surely you must have been on with a name like that.
1: Oh, I wish I was allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, well said. Good answer. Uh, litter of the week. time. what do you got for us?
1: I've got an unlawful entry, Betty Baker Litter. Now, this is bred by our very own George Georgie. Perugia. Yes, I'm, he was very, very pleased when I told him this was going to be my Litter of the Week. They were born on the 4th of October, so they're coming up about four weeks old. There are staggering eight dogs and four females in this litter. George did say there are pups for sale. The dogs will be 3,000 and females 2,700. Now, Unlawful Entry doesn't really need much of an introduction, but I will say he is Sandown's 515-metre track record holder, and that is an absolute honour to hold, I must say. But Betty Baker is the helmet line. Betty Baker's mum is a... Um, a greyhound by the name of Raya Riot who threw the likes of Roccoon. Now we all know how oh, good yeah. Roccoon is. He is an absolute freak. I believe he's in Mount Gambier at the moment but he will be coming back in Victoria very soon hopefully. But Betty Baker has had six individual litters uh, individual winners I should say from her first litter to Kinloch Bray. Now this litter includes a speedy Mac Pick who quenelle a race at Angle Park on Monday with litter brother Kentate. I think that's how you say his name but um, George's contact details will be, can be found in the latest edition of the Greyhound Mon- Monthly, which can be found by simply Googling Greyhound Monthly.
0: And uh, Georgie, you can hear his dulcet tones on RSN 927, but now dominating on Sky Channel as well. So uh, good to see Georgie getting amongst it there. All right, Gap Dog of the Week time. What do you got?
1: I have a girl by the name of Ruby. She's five years old. She's a black female and she raced under the name of Mummy's OK. Now she had 39 starts for 2 wins and 7 minor placings. She spent some time in foster care to learn the ropes of pet life which is always really handy when you're picking out a dog in the gap kennels but the um, the foster carer had said that she's a very affectionate girl and she just needs a little bit of time to get to know you but is well worth the effort. She's a well mannered girl and she sleeps through the night and absolutely loves her food now she's looking for a home with or without another canine companion but also a home with no kids are they as they are a little bit scary for her now if you think ruby would fit into your home head to gap.grv.org.au
0: good stuff molly we're out of time thanks so much for coming in uh, under a little bit of duress without your sidekick and also with a little bit of a frog in the throat make sure you keep up with the vitamin c
1: yes will do thanks trent